גמרא כתובות, דף קי"ב, סכר דדיקטד בי אליאט שאשו, נאון אבי זווייף אסטם, בהצלחת בני ביתו. אנחנו מגיעים תראה זף קי"א, עמוד ב', ואנחנו מגיעים להתחיל כמה לינים לפני שהם מתחילים, מתחילים עם הברייתא, תנו לבנם. יפי סטבר בארץ בראש הרים, אמרו עתידה חיטה שתתמר כדקל. There come a time in Eris Yisrael that the chita, the wheat, is going to grow as tall as a dekel, as a palm tree. Be'oleh be'rosharim. And it's going to grow uh, on tops of the mountains, just like uh, palm trees do. Be'shem ha'tomar yesha'a le'kotzra. Why are you going to cut such a tall tree and so high? Maybe you think it's difficult. Tamudomar yir'ash. כלבנון פריו. הקדוש ברוך הוא מביא רוח מבית גנזב, בוריאמו ברינג אי ספיישל ווינד, ומנשבה עליה, and it's going to shake the, the wheat, ומשאירה, and it's going to cause the wheat to fall. את סולתה, and produce its flower. האדם יוצא לשדה, and a person will go out to the fields, ומביא מלוא פיסת ידו, and he can just open his hands, and fill it up with flour. You're not going to even need a lot of flour. It's going to just be a handful. It will be enough to support himself and his family, because the beracha is going to be. So that's the beracha that you're not going to have to cut the wheat down. It's just going to blow its flour to the ground. The size of a wheat is going to be like a kelaya. Kelaya is a kidney. The size of a kidney of uh, a big ox. Don't be shocked if such a thing, if such a thing can happen or not. There was one time a fox that uh, hollowed out a turnip and lived in the turnip. And for how big the turnip must have been. Ushkaluhu, and they weighed it. Umsauhu bo shishim litrin, and it was 60 litra, belitra shil sipori, which is maybe, what, 50 pounds? Even after. Right. How much does that weigh? Is it a litra? Is it a manet? Yeah. How much? A manet. 50 pounds? 63 pounds. Okay, so it's a heavy. Uh, oh, Okay, Tanya, so they're saying it happens. You see that there's these big fruits, or big vegetables. Tanya, Amar of Yosef, Maaseh Besihin, it's the name of a place. Be'ehad sheniyah lo abib shilosha badeh hardal. He left them three branches from the mustard seed. V'nefshah ehad mehem, and one of them was cut from the stalk. And just in one stalk, there was nine kav of hardal. And there was enough wood from that one stalk to roof a hut that's used for people that make pottery. And how much is tish'a kabin? I tell you how much mustard that was? How much uh, weight? 
gallons. Gallons, beautiful. So uh, seven gallons in one uh, in one stalk. It's a grain, three to six gallons. Amar Abisham on Ben Tahlifa, Kelach Shel Kiruv. There was a carob, not carob, a cabbage. Heni Achlanu Abba, got a Yerusha. And uh, we had to use a ladder in order to take the upper leaves. It was so big, the kruv, that we needed a ladder in order to, to pick it. First, you have to pluck the grapes. And then you have to crush them in the in the gut. All you need is to bring one grape in a carriage or in a boat. And you just put the grape in the corner of your house. And you could um, benefit and draw from it. Like a, like a keg. Basically, every grape will be like a keg of wine. The etio and the uh, the wood from it, masikin tahat tafshil. It's going to be so much wood just from the grape that you could use it to cook under your foods. The en lecha kol anava anava, and every grape minimal she'en ba shiloshim galbe yain. We'll have thirty sea of wine. Which sounds like that the, the blood of the grape, which is the, the wine, you'll be able to drink. And the Gemara learns from the word Hamid, Hamid is a kur, which is 30 se'ah, which is going to produce a great amount. And it sounds like it's going to be wine already. You can be able to drink it immediately. It's not going to be uh, grape juice. It's going to be already fermented in the grape itself where it's going to be ready to, be, to, to drink. So you're not going to need bottles. You're not going to need corkscrews. You're not going to need anything. Just take the grape, pluck it, and the, the, the grape, the juice will come out of it. When Abdimi came from Eretz Yisrael, Amar, my dikhtim, Oseli la gefen iroh. Every vine, the people of an entire city, in order to uh, to pick the grapes. The vines are going to be so big from fruit, so laden from fruit, that uh, the, he's learning the word he's learning it That's from a city. You need a city of people in order to, uh, to, to to pick the grapes. Vela Soreka Beni Atono. Soreka is from Lashon Serak, Ilan Serak, a barren tree. And the Kakul Ilan Serak Shebe'eres Yisrael. I think that even the barren trees, She'eno Motsi, that's not going to produce Masui Shte Atonot. It's going to produce uh, the amount of filling up two donkeys, of uh, of, uh, of of fruit, the and boyain. Well, the fruits of the barren tree. Maybe you're going to say 
they're going to be dry, and they're not going to have wine in it. There's going to be so much wine from those grapes, you're going to be able to launder your clothes in them. That's a way of saying that there's going to be excess. Maybe it's not going to be red, which is fine wine. Vedam enav It's going to be red like blood. tomad But maybe you're going to say that these ilanes are not going to produce wine that intoxicates. Tamudomar suto. Suto sounds like from the lashon lehasit to seduce. That to be wine that will seduce and attract the person. Veshema like like hasata. Veshema tomar en botam. But maybe you're going to say. It doesn't have uh, uh, a taste. Because it's coming from Ilan Esrak at the end of the day. Tamudomar, hachlili enayim miyayim. Kol hek shetoamo omer lili. So we're learning from the word hachlili. Hachlili is a combination of three words. Hech, lili. That whoever puts this wine to their palate will say lili. To me, to me, meaning, more. give me more. Hach lili. Veshema tomad na'arim yafeh. Maybe you'll say, okay, for the youngsters, the wine will be good. The zekinim enu yafeh. Because the zekinim, they like old wine. And maybe this is not going to be old wine that's going to fancy them. Because uh, especially if it's in the grape, so therefore it doesn't age in the barrel. Tamudomar ulben shinayim mechalav. That uh, what does it mean? Ben Shinaim, al tekrer le Ben Shinaim, ela le Ben Shanim, le Ben Shanim. That will be uh, like milk is to a child, so which is beneficial. So to this wine will be beneficial le Ben Shanim to those that are aged, meaning to a zaken. So basically, even the wine from the Ilanesrak is going to be so uh, beneficial. It's going to have all the features of good wine. So the Gemara says, fine, that's a derasha, but pashte dekra b'maiketim. How do you learn the simple pshat in this pasuk? Ki atar avdimi amar, amra kenesi Yisrael lefnei kadosh baruch hu, lebono shel olam, lemoz be'enecha, which is the word hachlili over here, is like smile to me, hoch, melashon hocha, hachlili, smile to me, hochli, Smile to me. B'nai Yisrael tells God, show me a gesture that you love me. Debasim. That you are happy with me. Mechamra. More than one. So haklili enayu. Miyayu. Show me a gesture that you are pleased with me. More than even one. So what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu do? Ve'avili shinayich. We also ask God, ki'idu, of course, this is a mashal, show me your, your teeth. When a person smiles, he shows him the teeth. So therefore we say, ulben shinayim, show me the teeth. Debesim, that you're happy, mehalba, from, let's say, milk, that you would give a child, which is happy. Mesayayile Rabbi Yohanan, Dabar Rabbi Yohanan, tov, Greater is a person who shows white teeth to his friend, which means he smiles at his friend. That's even greater than giving him uh, milk. 
ולבן שיניים מחלב. אל תקרא לבן שיניים אלא ליבון שיניים. Somebody comes along and sees the guy shivering and he gives them a nice uh, warm glass of uh, hot chocolate, the milk. He does them a big favor, he warms up his whole body. Yamada is saying that greater is somebody that shows him a warm smile. That'll do more for him than even warm milk on a cold day. Rav Hiya Bar Ada so Rav Bar Ada was a teacher of the children of Rishlakish. So three days, he didn't come to teach the children of Rishlakish. Why? So when Rishlakish asks, when he came back, why didn't you come for three days? I have a, a vineyard. Uh, my father you know, left me an inheritance. So I had to tend to it. So the first day, I took the grapes from it. 300 eshkolot. Uh, Clusters of grapes, eshkol legarav, and each cluster had a se'a of wine in it. Yom sheni on the second day, batzati shlush meot eshkolot. I did the same uh, quant, uh, uh, quantity, three hundred eshkolot, shte eshkolot legarav. But this time it was half the products. It was uh, two eshkolot per se'a. Yom shilishi. On the third day, again 300 clusters, but this time, for every three clusters, one se'a. So it was, the yield was going down. And uh, as a result, I had to just leave the rest of it because it was too much. So he made it hefker. So the Shlakish told them, If you would have came to teach, it would have done more. Which means, you should have understood that the more that you were taking uh, uh, the time from teaching the students, their yield was less every day. And therefore you saw the Beracha was getting less and less to you. You would have stayed in the yeshiva and teach the students, then the yield of the of the of the fruits of the uh, grapes would have produced much more. Rami Bari Haskel, Eklal of Ne Berak. Okay. Same Rabbi Chiyah, but um, uh, yeah. That, uh, no, the, no, there was Rabbi Chiyah Bar Adah. That was uh, the other stam Rabbi Chiyah. Rami, when you want with the, the, the five Torahs, Rami bar Yehazkel, Eklal Bnei Berak. Okay, he got to Bnei Berak. Hazanu lahanu Izeh. So he saw goats. Usually we go to Bnei Berak, we see the Gedolim. He went, he saw goats. The Ka'achlan tute te'ene. And he saw the goats were uh, eating 
uh, under a, uh, a date tree. And the dates, or the figs, actually were dripping their honey. And the milk was dripping from the udders of the, of the goats. So there you have it, milk and honey. And they start to mix. So everybody has said, there you go. This is what the Torah meant, a land of flowing milk and honey. From the city of Lod <coughs> to Ono, Shilosha Milin, it's three mil distance. One time he went early in the morning before Alot Shahar, and uh, if he wasn't able to see the streets, it was dark. There was so much honey in the streets, it was ankle deep. Zavat halav udvash shel sipori. I saw the flowing milk of honey in the uh, city of Sipori, and they mixed like a river. Vehaver shitzar milin, a shitzede, a shitzar milin, sixteen mil by sixteen mil, which is a lot. Miles. Okay, that's a lot of miles. Amar Rabba Bar Barhana. I saw the flowing milk of honey throughout Eretz Israel. It was the distance between those two ports. It was uh, 22 parse uh, length. And uh, and the width, she tapas, like Noah's Ark, and, and 16 a parser and the width. Basically, it was a lot of flowing milk and honey. So they got to a certain place. So they honored them, they brought him a, a peach. It was size of a big pan uh, from the village of Hinno. That's how big the peach was. Well, we don't know how big the pan was. How much is the pan in Kefar Hino? So it's able to fit five se'a. That's a big peach. So they were able to eat a third of it. And they just, one third of it they just left because there was nothing to do with it. And they used a, a third of it to feed their animals. So the next year, Rabbi Azad came there, and they brought in front of him again a peach. This time he was able to hold it in his hand. That means obviously they got smaller. That the eres that produced such perot, became salty the land. Because of the sins of the inhabitants. So he understood that there was a direct relationship between the size of the fruits and the uh, behavior of the people. I mean, so the land produces the fruits based on the observance. Rabbi Yoshua ben Levi ikla le gabla. So he got the gabla, Rabbi Yoshua. Hazanu le'anu ketufe. So he saw these uh, people that were taking the uh, grapes, plucking the grapes. Davu kaime ki egle. 
Now, it looked like that they were actually calves. The grapes were so big, they looked like the size of calves. Amar. So the Yeshua tells the people, Agalim ben agifanim. Look at this. There's calves walking amongst the vines. Amrulah, so the people told them, no. Ketufeninu. These are the clusters. You're you mis, you mis, uh, mis, uh, reading them. You think that they're, they're, they're big like uh, 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 agalim, but they're not. They're, they're actually clusters of grapes. They look like agalim. Amar, eres, eres. Echnisi, pirotayich. Land, land, bring back. Retrieve your fruits. Vimi at mozia pirotayich. Who are you producing fruits for? La aravim halalu? For these Arabs that are living in the land now, Shamdu Alenu Bahatotenu that have taken over Eris Yisrael and sent us into exile. Now, why, why would the land produce? Why are you producing for our enemies? Shana Ikla Rabbi Hayalehatam. Now, next year he came, and Hazanu Davu Kaimekeize, and now the clusters look like goats. Last year they looked like cows. Now they look like goats. They're getting smaller. So Amar. And he told the people over there, I guess the Jewish inhabitants that were there, he said, hey, there's uh, goats amongst the, uh, uh, the clusters of grapes. So they told him, do me a favor, Rabbi Zil, which means don't do uh, to us, well, like your friend of Yeshua Ben David did to us last year. Because last year he cursed the grapes. And now uh, we're worried about you're going to do the same thing. We went from Agalim to Izim. Now we're going to get from Izim to who knows what. So therefore... What's a favor? Don't say anything. Ask the question that uh, you know, Ed Zavat Kamavaglash, when the spice came in, they saw tremendous sizes. So why was it uh, by the Shaim? By Kinanim, you mean, yeah? Yeah, by the Kinanim. So the answer is that Hashem wanted Bnei Sil to see that even if you don't do the mitzvot 100%, or this is how big they are. I'm still going to give you Wow, so it's unconditional. Tell Rabbanan, Bebirchotea Shul Eris Yisrael, when you have a blessed year on Eris Yisrael, so now the Gemara is going to give us some yields that are produced. So you got to keep Hezbon over here. Bet Se'ah. Bet Se'ah is basically a, an amount of area that you could normally plant a Se'ah's worth. It produces 50,000 kur. One Se'ah can produce 50,000, which is a Tremendous amount of yield, as we're going to see. The Gemara explains. When we talk about the city of So'an, which was a very fertile place in Egypt. Now it's a very fertile place. And it's Betse'ah yields 70 kodim. We're saying now a Betse'ah produced 50,000 kodim. And So'an, which was a very fertile place, a Se'ah could produce 70. The Tanya, Amar Bimi'ir. Anida Itim. I saw in the valley in Bet She'an. It's not in Eretz Yisrael. Bet Se'ah or Se'shev'in Kurin. In a normal year, one Se'ah produces 70 Kur. Now, if that's in the outside of Eretz Yisrael, certainly in So'an, it's definitely going to produce minimally that because So'an is the best for the land. Now, in Now, fertility, there's no more... Fertile land in the uh, in the uh, world than Eretz Mitzrayim. Shnei Emar Kigan Hashem Eretz Mitzrayim. Torah refers to Eretz Mitzrayim as the Garden of Hashem. And even in Eretz Mitzrayim, the greatest 
piece of land over there is what? Yotemitzo'an. That's where the kings come from. All the uh, princes, they come from there. And that must be because it's a good land. Now, And there's no more unfertile land, rocky land, in Israel, like the city of Hebron. That's what's all cemeteries. Because you really can't produce anything over there. They bury their dead. And still, Hebron is seven times more fertile than So'an. Doesn't mean that it was built. It means it is, it is um, fertile. So the Gebra says, What does it mean, Nivneta? It sounds like it was built seven years prior. Meaning just in the uh, history. And that can't be. Idimad ibn Tamamash, if you're going to say, yeah, that Hebron was established seven years before Tzoram. Now we know that uh, um, uh, these were the children of Ham. Efshar Adam Bone Bait Libno Katan. Does a person build a house for his younger son? Kodim Shibne Libne. Before he builds for his older son. And therefore, for sure, Ham uh, built for Kena'an, which is Hebron, obviously. He's not going to build for his younger son, which is Kena'an, before he builds for his older son, Mitzrayim. Who's the children of Ham? Kush, Mitzrayim, Ufut, Uchna'an. So you cannot say that he built Kena'an, Hebron, before he built So'an for his older son in Mitzrayim. So the, what does it mean when it's seven years? So the Gemara says, Ela shemebuna, meaning it's more fertile, seven times developed, more than So'an. Now we said So'an produces how much? Seventy kud. And that's seventy, and that's seven times. So therefore, that's going to be uh, already 490 kud. Now, 490 kur, that's going to be but that's only in Hebron, which is really not such a fertile place. But outside of the, in, 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 not, not in the rocky area. We'll produce even more, and produce 500. And that's only in a year where there's no blessing. But when you have a blessing... Right, planted that year, and how much did he yield? a hundredfold. So therefore, a hundred normally what it's supposed to produce. So therefore, if you take one hundred times five hundred, you got your fifty thousand kud, and that's exactly the hashbon. How we said that in the year of uh, plenty, it uh, can produce from one seah fifty thousand kud. Tanya Amara Biyose Seabi Yehuda. If you get a Seah of wheat in Yehuda, Haita Osa Hamesh Sein. You can basically produce five different types of se- uh, 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 wheat from one Seah. From using from different from one, one, one grain, one Seah, you can you get five Seah. How? Well, Seah Kemah. Well, you grind it, that's a Seah of, of Kemah, flour. 
solid, but then you can also produce from the fine flour a solid. subin, subin is the shell. That's the uh, the bran. mursin, mursin is the bran that comes at the end of the process. Usea kiboraya, that's uh, the the black bread, the uh, wheat, the flour. Basically, you can produce from the different parts of this usea uh, five different types of uh, beneficial. Uh, uh, flowers. So the Tzidukina gets involved and he tells of Hanina, which means it's, it's proper that you praise your land. You're right, you're correct for praising the land. After all, my father left me a certain amount of field in Yerusha. Memena meshach. From that field, I was able to produce oil. Memena hamad. And from that, betzeah, I was able to produce wine. Memena ibur. That's wheat. Memena kitniyot, legumes. Memena ro'ot miknati. And I could also graze my animals there as well. Such a small piece of karka, and look how much benefits I'm able to get. So there was one guy, an Emori guy, you know, from the Emorim, they used to live in Eretz Israel. So he sees a, uh, a Jewish guy, and he tells him, This dekel, this palm tree that I see growing by the Jordan River, how much uh, dates did you... Uh, take from it uh, this year. Amale shitin kore sixty kur, so which is a tremendous amount. Uh, but he wasn't impressed. Amale akati lo ailitu ba ahaributuha, which means he didn't even enter the land yet, and already you destroyed it. Meaning he's saying uh, they used to produce much more when we were there. You didn't even enter yet, and already the land is not yielding. Anan. We did double. We did 120 kur from the tree. Amale, he said, oh, I didn't understand your question. I meant from one side of the tree, 60. So therefore, it's really 120. He didn't want to tell him at the beginning the whole number. He didn't want to tell the guy what his business is. But when the guy started to knock him, so he said, the truth of the matter, it's the same amount that you're doing over there. We didn't even start the Berachah yet. It was the same 120. Amar of Huzda, my dictiv. Va'eten lach eres hemda, nahalat sevi. So eres Yisrael is compared to a deer. Lama eres Yisrael nimshela litzvi? Lomalecha, mat sevi zeh, en orom mahzik besaro. You know, that once you skin a deer, you would never be able to put the skin back on the deer because the skin contracts so it's like a, it expands when it's on the body of the deer so too the Eretz Israel produces so many perot that basically there's no place for it to, to hold it it's, it's, it's uh, the uh, uh, the fruit are bigger than the land just like the body of the deer is bigger than its uh, bigger than its skin, but it fits, and that's the miracle. So swift as a deer, it's swift. 
מכל החיות, רץ קצבי, אף ארץ ישראל קלה מכל הארצות לבשיל לפירותיה. So ארץ ישראל also was swift in uh, uh, ripening its fruits. אם הצבי זה קל ואין בשרו שמן, יהיה בה, a deer, they usually gaunt, they usually, uh, they don't have too much flesh. So maybe you're going to say that the fruits ripen, but they are not fatty. אף ארץ ישראל קלה לבשל, might be easily to ripen, but אין פירותיה שמנים, but the fruits are not fat. תמוד לומר, זבת, חלב ודבש, שמנים מחלב, they're more fat, fatty than milk, ומתוקים מדבש. It's not only talking about זבת, חלב ודבש, but the פירות are like חלב ודבש. They have the fatness, the red cap of, uh, of, the, of the milk. And metukim medevash and sweet like honey. Rabbi El Azar ki avas salik le Eretz Yisrael. When he would go to Eretz Yisrael, Rabbi El Azar Amar palti li mehada. I was saved from one of the curses. When he got to Eretz Yisrael, he says they saved me from one of the curses. We don't know what the curse is yet. We'll see. Ki samchu when he got semicha that is able to judge the nekin asot. Amar. Now I was saved from the second curse. When they put him on the bedin, which is the bedin that deals with intercalculations of making the leap years, now I was saved from the, the third curse. As it says, So God is giving a, a, a curse to the false prophets. Uh, and what does it say? Vakosemim kazav, and those that are giving false uh, predictions, besod ami lo yihu. They're not going to be found in sod ami. Ubechtab betiselu yekatev. They're not going to be written in the history of Israel. Veladmat Israel lo yavo. They're not going to make it teres Israel. Besod ami lo yihu. That's the curse that God gave the false prophets. They're not going to sit on that. That uh, sod ibur. What's sod ami? Says sod ibur. And he said, I got on Sodibur. So I, got, I, I got saved from one of the curses. I got Semicha also, which is referring to the Ketav that they were talking about. And they will not make it to Eretz Yisrael. And I made it to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore he says, I was saved from all three Kedalot. Rabbi Zera, Ki Abad Salik Eretz Yisrael, he didn't find a bridge, or he didn't find actually a ferry to take him across the river. But he wanted to get there. So what did he do? So he went on like a uh, little plank of wood, and he held on to the rope, and he pulled himself uh, across uh, the river. A little dangerous. So Tziduki saw the Bizera and told him, I'm a peziza. You're a uh, a nation that is peziz. You do things in haste. You put your mouth before your ears, like when you said Nasiv and Ishma. So you put your mouth before your ears. You didn't even hear what the Torah said, and you just said you're in. Well, you're still doing the same thing. You're still acting in a hasteful way. What do you? Why don't you just wait for the ferry? There's a schedule. The ferry eventually comes. Why did you have to jump on the plank of wood and risk uh, going across? So he told them, 
Anami Yemad Zechin Ala. There's a place where Moshe and Aharon didn't merit. Who said that I'm going to merit it? It's hard to understand that. Moshe and Aharon didn't merit it because they got punished. I mean, be said, as far as we know, wasn't, uh, wasn't punished. Let's just say that they didn't even merit to see it across the Jordan River. And that wasn't any because of any, any sins, necessarily. We don't know why that. They, they couldn't even merit to do that. So he's saying, they didn't even merit to, to see it across the Jordan River, and therefore, I didn't want to take any uh, chances that maybe my zikhut will run out. Therefore, I want to get there, even to cross it, just to see it, something that Moshe and Aaron were not able to do. Rabbi Abba, when he got to Eretz Israel, maybe this is where we get the custom, Menashe Kipede Ako, he would uh, kiss the, uh, the trees of Ako. See, when you get off the plane, these people kiss the ground. Mm-hmm. So here you get it from there. Kissing the, uh, he would kiss the trees of Akko. I guess that's one, that, that's the border. You know, he would cross into Akko, that's where the uh, entry was. And uh, his first entry, that's where he would, to show the Habibut of Erish Israel. So when he would walk into the city and he would see stumbling blocks on the streets of Erish Israel, he would move the stumbling blocks away, he would clean the streets, straighten them out. He didn't want people to come along and uh, say not nice things about Eretz Israel. Ah, look at these roads, look at, these, uh, uh, look at the traffic, look at this dirt. So he would make it appealing. When he was teaching, and the sun got into the, uh, you know, into the area where they were learning, he would go into the uh, shade. When he was in the shade, it got too cold, he moved the shiut to the sun. He didn't want the students to complain. It's too hot in this country. It's too cold in this country. And therefore, you're learning over here that you really should uh, go out of your way not to uh, disparage and say not nice things about Eretz Yisrael. He rolled in the Afar. That they love the rocks and they love the, even the dirt of Eretz Yisrael. The generation of Mashiach, which we're probably in. We're definitely in. There's going to be a lot of prosecution against the Tamidah Hakamim of the time. When I said this in front of Shemuel, Amar, it says in that generation, Siruf, Ahar, Siruf. There's going to be one decree after another decree, like they melt down the silver, they keep on putting it in the kiln and melting it down over and over again to purify it over and over again. The end of the Galut, after the nine uh, parts of B'nai Yisrael were already destroyed, so you have Asiriya, you have one-tenth left. They decimated B'nai Yisrael. So you have one-tenth left, and still what's going to happen? They're going to plunder them and bring a zero even on the, the remnants. Plundering and the plundering of the plundered. Which means it's not, it's gonna, they're not going to end. And we don't want to end the Masechet on this uh, uh, bad note over here. So we want to end it on a... Good we have more So the Gavara says, Amar bar asher Amar Atidin kol perot. 
that the Ilane Serak, the barren trees of Eretz Yisrael, eventually are going to produce perot. Uh, it could be that this is not only talking about the physical trees, but it's talking about even the Ameha'aris. La'atid Labur is going to be such influences of Chokmah that come down to the world. Like it says, Kamayim Nayam Mechasim, Umala'aris De'a, and therefore even Ilane Serak, even those that were barren from Torah, you'd see Perot. They're going to produce uh, Perot, which is referring to the spiritual Perot of Tagmis, such an abundance of knowledge in the world. And we're seeing it today already, not only in Eretz Yisrael, we're seeing it in the Chutzlah, we're seeing it everywhere. So even people that were never able to open up a Gemara before, ever able to learn, now all of a sudden, it's becoming accessible. People are starting to learn. But in Eretz Yisrael specifically, that's where the Chokhmah is going to be, like Kimitzion Tetzet Torah. So it's going to be, even there, Ilan Eserak, even more. Shire Emar, Ki Etz Nasa Periyo, now it says over here that the te'enah, the fig tree and the gefen, which is fruit trees, they're going to give their yield. Uh, so now, and then it says, ki etz natsapirio. Now what's that? We're not, not talking about a tree that produces fruit. That must be talking about a tree that doesn't produce, because the fruit producing trees were at the end of the pasuk. It talks about the fig tree and the, and the, and the, and the vine. So it must be the beginning of the pasuk when it says ki etz nasaperio means even a tree that does not produce fruit will produce. Like she says, "Medektiv te'enav egefin natnu chelam are etz peri amur matamur domar ki etz nasaperio af idane serak yisu perio." And that's the way that she ends the masechet peri ends on a good note. Yisu peri will produce fruit. Adran alach shene dayane gezerot. Adran alak shenet dayanek gezerot loshikala masechet ketubot. Let's read the Adran. Adran alak masechet ketubot v'adrach alan. Datan alak masechet ketubot v'datach alan. Daneshem minan minach masechet ketubot daneshem minan la ba'amadem v'la ba'amadate. Adran alak masechet ketubot v'adrach alan. Datan alak masechet ketubot v'datach alan. Daneshem minach masechet ketubot daneshem minan la ba'amadem v'la ba'amadate. Adran alak masechet ketubot v'adrach alan. Datan alak masechet ketubot v'datach alan. Nashem <laughs> Amen, <laughs> 
אנו נציג מחיה עולם הבא, ונציג במשחת שנאמר ועתיד, ואם תועדים במשחת, אנשי דמי ממנה לא יחזרים, מהם אני מתחבך. ולעשו מבדיק לנו היינו, ואין מלבותי חשבים שעזתנו. שים מסכת כתובות, כן תעזרנו לתחיל מסכתות ספרים, קדושים, אחרים, סיימם, ללמוד ללמד, ושמור לעשות חייהם וקודם בתמותך בהבא. זכור כל התנאים והמורים ותלמידי אחרים יעמוד לנו, זרענו, שתמו שתולם מפינו, מפי זרענו, וזרע זרענו עד עולם. כי אם באנו, ותדיחך תנחותך, ושוכבך תשמור עליך, וכנסות את תשיחיך, כי בי ירבו ימיך, יוסיף לרשות חיים, אורך ימים במינה, ושמונה עושר כבוד אדוני זמו ייתן. אדוני יברך את עמו ושלום רבי חנניה ברכו שאומר, עשה על ברכו שכסה לפיכך, הרבה להם תלוסות שנאמר, אדוני חפש למען צד כהן לתורה וידיר. אמן. אמן. אמן, יש אמן רבה מברך. ועלם עמד ברק משתבח ונמשה בניחו לעד דם גבוה וסדש בתר ונחמת האדם אמן 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 כל כינוי נדרים כנדרים וחרמים כחרמים ושבועות כשבועות ונזירות כנזירות תעמד לחברו מודרני ממך מפרישני ממך מרחוקני ממך שאני אוכל לך, שאני תואם לך, אסור, מנודה אני לך, בקיבה יחוכך, בזה לך מי. תודה רבה.